Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. When Chicanos do something similar, like the same thing, it's like all of a sudden it's ghetto. What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 24. I am your host, Alanized, and this is Noche de Pendejadas. Para todas las pendejas allá en casita que se están preguntando qué chingados es esto, escuchen. Noche de Pendejadas is a weekly episodic show where I go ahead and bring your favorite influencers to chismear, have some cocktails, and see what the fuck they've been up to. So si tú quieres ver a tu influencer favorito, hazme un gran favor and drop their usernames down below. La semana pasada les trajimos a la invitada especial Bella y esta semana les traemos una invitada igual de chingona. Please help me welcome my guest tonight, recording artist J-Rock! Hello, hello. I feel like, you know, this has been in the works for such a long time. Uh-huh. Y hasta que se nos hizo, you guys. I remember we had spoken about it one time when we were on live. Yeah, on TikTok. On TikTok live. <laughs> and I hit you up. Did I hit you up? Yes, right? But then I left you kind of on yeah. red. No, not even on red. I just <laughs> yeah. didn't open it because I got fucking busy, you guys. And then the other day I was like, oh my, I literally was watching your story and I was uh-huh. like, oh my God, I literally forgot to fucking reply the last time we had like scheduled something. So, okay. el otro día no estaba haciendo nada you know like those days where you're just in bed just kind of like figuring out your fucking life yeah and then i was like i'm gonna do it now porque si no va a venir la pinche semana and i'm gonna fucking forget again so thank you so much for being here with us today yeah of course you guys drove a long way today yeah it was like three-ish hours um it was funny too because it's like literally from like one day to the next like oh tomorrow okay cool i was literally telling her i was like like are you down and she's like yeah just let me know when and i was like uh do you want to do tomorrow no first it was tuesday yeah tuesday because i was like okay maybe i'll do like for next week Uh but then i was like wait i can't tuesday i was like what about tomorrow we made it work you guys so aquí la tenemos para todos ustedes allá en casita que no conocen a j-rocks i'm gonna go ahead and hand it over to her para que ella les diga un poquito más de quién es y qué hace um what's up everybody my name is j-rocks i am an upcoming artist i'm a singer i'm 19 years old i am from a very 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 small city it's not on the map 
yet. It's called El Centro California. It's pretty much it. I've been knowing you for a long time now. Mm -hmm. I want to say over a year already because for those of you guys that haven't followed me and writing with me for such a long time, I was actually hosting your album release party last February. We're a whole year later, you guys, and I'm like, me la voy a traer porque yo sé que J-Rocks, you guys, es otra persona diferente a lo que eras en ese entonces. <laughs> How do you feel that you've grown as an artist throughout this whole year and a half? It's actually crazy because I've I've learned so much about the industry and just being there, it's like, it's nothing like what you imagine that it is. I don't know, it's just, it's crazy because like I still feel like a normal person too, like because my hometown is real small, so like when I go places like to the mall or like to go get groceries real quick, whatever, people always recognize me and I'm like, what the heck? And they think I'm like so famous, whatever, and it's just like, I just, I still feel so normal. Um, I'm just like, I'm just doing what I love. Ya que la conocieron un poquito más, you guys, we're gonna go straight into the chisme porque yo sé que ustedes vinieron a conocerla and to get all the chisme of J-Rock so with that being said you guys we're gonna go ahead and head over to chisme and cocktails como pueden ver and just like J-Rock said you're 19 so obviamente legally she can't drink and I don't even think you drink right? no I don't so we're gonna go ahead and cheers to some water and she's just gonna <laughs> pretend she's getting fucked up with water para poder sacarle el chisme amigas. so para arriba para abajo para el centro y para adentro Mm. <laughs> Before we get started with the real questions, mm. I want to know a little bit more about J-Rocks because I feel like muchos de ustedes que la conocen know more J-Rocks the artist and not really J-Rocks the person. Quiero saber cómo fue tu juventud. I want to know how your childhood was and at what point in your childhood did you decide you wanted to be a singer? I, okay, when I was little, I actually sucked at singing. But one time, my dad was watching um, some boxing fights, and there's like a girl singing the national anthem, and I thought she sounded so cool. So I was like, I could do that, and so I started to learn the national anthem <laughs> just because I heard that, and I would practice it over and over and over and over again, and until I had the confidence to show my mom, and I was like, Mom, does it sound good? And she lied to me and told me yes, <laughs> and she said yes. So ever since that day, I kept singing. That was when I was uh, like seven years old, and so I just kept singing ever since then, and I got really into music. Uh, my dad bought me an iPod, and it had like like Adele, Eminem, and whatever, and I would sit there and write the lyrics because we didn't have a computer. And so I would just like write down what I would hear and I would practice the songs over and over and over and over and over again. And I just really got into music and I just... I just loved it and I never thought being a singer was realistic. Um, one, because it sounds really dumb but when I was little. I didn't know that Mexicans could be singers. No, no <laughs> like, for real though. Like, I, feel, especially I didn't in the know States, that. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that. I thought it was just like, like no offense. Like, I thought it was just white people that could make music. So I was like, I didn't know. And so that's why I just never thought it was realistic because I was thinking like Britney Spears, Hannah Montana type stuff. I was like, my life, my life is not going to be like that. And so I got older, whatever. And then when I was like 14, um, 14, 15, that's around the time That's around the time that my favorite artist passed away It's not funny, but I just can't stop laughing His name is XXXTentacion I have like four tattoos for him And when he passed away, it really inspired me And it brought out a whole other side of me that I didn't even know existed And that's when I really started to take music seriously And I started writing And all I would do is write, 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 write Because I thought it was unfair that he was taken away from people And that 
they wouldn't get to have him on this earth anymore and they wouldn't get to enjoy his art anymore so I thought I want to continue his legacy by doing something similar and having a similar influence and so I started to get heavily heavily into music that's all I would do you ask my parents my whole high school was about music and then when I was like around 16 17 that's when I got real serious because that's when you have to start thinking about college and blah 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 and I told my parents I always said I never want to go to college like I don't want to and everyone in my family thought I was crazy but my parents they like always believed in me I remember I would get small shows like there'd be like 20 people there and I say most of those people were my family members and the tickets to get in were like a dollar <laughs> and so it was it was um it was really cool you know like that little experience that I have in those memories with my family so that's when I realized I wanted to to be serious with it and so I just kept writing from there and then when I graduated high school that was actually during COVID so I didn't have a graduation or nothing and I kind of loved it because that means I I was trapped at home which means all I did was music and so I started working on an EP um I was also going to college at the time but it was like online and I didn't want to go but like my parents were like you have to do something else so I was doing online courses then one day randomly like I was for a week straight I had got back into MC Magic's music out of nowhere like literally just out of nowhere and so for a week straight I was like bumping him and I kept talking about him I was like mom and dad like one day I want to collab with him it's kind of random I wasn't like super super into that music but I still did like it so then I told my dad out of nowhere I was like dad I want to write a Spanish song and so he helped me because I, I don't speak Spanish I'm not fluent in it I understand very little but he thought I was crazy for wanting to write a Spanish song because like that doesn't really make sense and so uh, we wrote that my my song it's called Mi Amor it's my first Spanish song and I learned it well enough to have it memorized and then literally a few days later I had gone live with MC Magic because he was going live with fans and I was like what the heck because he chose me I didn't think he was gonna pick me and he picked me because of my username my username is antisocial extrovert and I remember my my parents used to think like why'd you change that they were like that's a weird username and I was like I, I just like it because uh, of a Kendrick Lamar song and so I had it like that for years and Magic's like that's what caught my attention was your username and so that's why he chose me and so I sang to him on live and then the rest it is just, history it took off from there and so I don't know so a part of me kind of feels like it was luck but then a part of me also feels like that was my destiny like that was like meant to i was meant to be an artist and i don't think anything else you know i have a lot of questions porque nos dio tanta información i have <laughs> like two three questions that just peeked out of there i want to go a little bit back you know mm -hmm. i've seen so many videos of you as a child you know performing in talent shows doing stuff how was that inner child of you like like now that you look back you're like damn like i really was manifesting this from the beginning because as someone like myself I used to be an honor choir like yes I was doing that as a kid for fun but never in my wildest dreams was like I want to be a singer like <laughs> what was it like as a child were you already thinking like I'm gonna do this for a living or was it just like for fun at the time um when I was a kid it was definitely for fun because I always wanted to be a teacher like that was like my dream job to be a teacher <laughs> like I would force all my cousins to do like this fake homework that I would make on the computer and print it out I would make them have grades and all this stuff so I was like kind of like a dictator when I was a kid you know and like I'm still like that <laughs> too like you know like I like to be in control of everything and so like I had that in my mind like I was like I'm gonna be a teacher like my whole life I wanted to be a teacher the music was kind of like I loved it and it was like kind of a hobby as a as a child you know and I used to want to have a YouTube channel um and all that when I was little but I never actually did it and I just really really started taking um, everything seriously when I was like 14, 15. Now let's forward to that, you know, live with MC Magic. Okay. You know, she went live with MC Magic yes. and, you know, later on you ended up signing a whole ass, you know, record deal with Nasty Boy Record. Mm -hmm. How was that for you? How did, you know, did that catch you off guard? Because you went from singing a live song to, you know, recording an actual song with him 
to then later, you know, signing with him. What was the process behind the scenes to all that? Um, yeah, it was like a shock to me because, like, especially as a fan, like, imagine, like, that's crazy. And so I was, I was shocked most definitely. But Magic told me, like, from the first day that he met me, he was like, like, Jay, you're a star. Like, that's it. And and I was like, really? <laughs> like, for real? <laughs> and so um, he definitely opened up a lot of doors for me. And he taught me so much, like, about the industry and just, like, you know, how to be basically, like, my own boss and, and just how to do everything. And he opened up doors, like, you know, like, to the to the more Spanish genres. And, and I got to explore a different side of my artist artistry that I didn't even know existed. Uh, but it was really cool and it was very unexpected because it was originally, we were only supposed to record one song, Mi Amor. And it turned into a full album. And now we're like best friends. So it's it's really crazy. And it, he feels more like family now too. I don't know, like it, it is crazy like how it just went from that. Like I was just like just fangirling for him like one week and then the next week it's like i literally got to meet him in real life the music industry is real shady you know people are super shady and, and whatnot so when magic told told me like okay let me get in contact with your parents like let's set up a, a time and place to meet me and my dad thought that he was like not ever going to show up we thought he wasn't going to follow through with what he was saying because a lot of people are like that he literally like within a few days was like already like planning the trip and he went out there and we recorded literally in my living room like it was just it was so surprising like how fast and how consistent he was you know and MC Magic has actually been a guest. I think mm -hmm. he was a guest on our second season of Noche de Pendejadas. Him being such an established artist, him no, him being in the industry for so long, he saw you and he's like, you know what? I see ta talent. I see a star. Obviously, he told you that. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'm going to, you know, dedicarme to build you as the star that you are. Early last year, you know, you released your album, Princesa. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you guys haven't heard the album, Princesa, go check it out. But I feel like this album is is definitely super super different than any album you know i've ever listened to i feel like a lot of the time artists tend to stick to one genre mm -hmm. tend to stick to you know si voy a sacar corridos van a ser todos corridos si van a sacar trap va a ser todo trap but your album has a <laughs> mixture of cumbia has a mixture of everything what was the reason you decided to go that route it's because okay to be honest i grew up listening to everything like there's no limit to what i listen to you know like i said literally in the car right now me and my dad we can go from listening to eminem to nirvana to spm to just like did random stuff and so i grew up listening to music like that it was never just like we only like one thing so i felt myself like as an artist to put myself in a box is like the least artist thing that i could ever do because art is everything and, and yeah. art is everywhere so it's like you can't you can't put yourself in a box you can't label yourself as anything and not only that but my favorite artist um x he was uh he was super into doing different genres you know he even did spanish he did every genre that he could possibly do before he passed away. And so I wanted to, you know, that inspired me to do something similar because I was like, I don't have to do just one thing. I could do everything. So when we were recording our album, I would tell Magic like, oh, I like this song. I want to make a song like this. Or I like this song. I want to make a song like this. So everything that I like, I just put it into that album. And it just came to be that as an upcoming artist you know i feel like that can be something super super risky to do because i feel like <laughs> especially when you're trying to get your name out there your mm. first your first album like we're not even talking about like your fifth sixth album it's your first album i feel like it could be super risky because you know a lot of the time like you can confuse an audience like oh mm. shit que canta canta cumbia <laughs> canta you know chicano yeah. rap or que canta was that ever a concern to you and your team like fuck look we might be risking it 
but we can also you know take the risk and you know a lot of great stuff can happen to it was there ever that like combo um not really like in my, in my mind because i was like if anything it's better to show them that you could do everything because then you can you can connect with so much more people like that than just be like no i only mess with these types of people yeah because like and then only those types of people are gonna like you um i think that like i said art is like people who truly appreciate art they're gonna appreciate art and people who are closed-minded are just closed-minded and that's why i wanted to just do everything from the jump so that way i didn't get put into a box so early on in my career because if i were to do something like for example like purely chicano music right and i'll have a whole album full of music only like that then i would get put in this box that if i would ever try pop or if i would ever try punk music or if i were to try um rap whatever i want to try or to do people would automatically put me in a box already because that's their first perception of me from whatever it is that I have out so if I kind of just throw everything at them all at once and it's like this is what I'm capable of doing you want me to do a cumbia I could do a cumbia you want me to do mariachi I could do mariachi you want me to do a corrido I could do a corrido you want me to do pop I could do pop you know like I can do literally anything and everything because I just I'm like a musical chameleon like there's like nothing there's nothing that's gonna that could stop me from doing any like style or genre like you know Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It really does show in your music that you genuinely like put so much into your album, your music, y todo, because si ustedes escuchan an album, you guys, it literally takes you on a fucking roller coaster. Like one time you're like over here crying, then <laughs> you you feel in love, then you're over here trying to get hyped up. And it's such an amazing album, and I'm so happy and so proud that I was able to be a part of the release. You know, back in February, you guys, I genuinely feel like the person that's sitting right here in my chair is so different from the person <laughs> that like was releasing that album what do you feel has made you get so much confidence what has made you you know create this new persona that like is here with us today um to be honest i wouldn't well i wouldn't say create like created a new persona i feel like this is always who i've been but i've always been so scared and it's kind of like i always like to use the term rip the band-aid off like just rip off the band-aid like who cares because when um one of my songs on the album is called i belong to you that i, I wrote that song for my thought because he passed away on the 4th of july in 2020 and ever since that happened i literally felt a shift in in like my life like nothing feels the same as it did before and whenever something tragic like that happens like you i feel like you're reborn and i feel like i was reborn into like life is so short and literally nothing matters like i don't care what anyone thinks i like it's just so it's just that simple it's like just don't care because like i said it's like it's it's just 
it's too short to care. And not only that, but when you go your whole life trying to be what other people want you to be or pretending to be something you're not, you are going to forever live in the handcuffs mentally of other people. And you're not setting yourself free doing exactly what you want. I actually have a tattoo on my arm, so it says, what is real will prosper. And that was one of X's quotes. Because I truly believe that I think that anyone who ever became anything great in life was because they're real. And you have these people, like, yeah, they blow up. They're, they're famous for a few months, whatever, but they don't last. There's no longevity in their career. And you have people like, say... Kanye West who's like people think he's crazy whatever whatever but he's real that's who he is and it's like he doesn't care what people think how weird he is crazy whatever they want to say he made it to the top because he was different and he was real and he's just being who he is and that's like I feel like that's the key to everything is just being who you are so I ripped the band-aid off of myself and I was like everything that you think and the perception that you want people to have of you just be that so that way it can exist instead of just always like being in your mind you know what I mean like when you're trying to have people see you a certain way and you're wondering why they don't see you that way it's because you're too scared like just be it and that's how they're gonna see it so like I don't know like I just don't care like I just don't care and I guess a lot of times too like when I meet people when I talk to people when they really get to know me a lot of the times like they like me or we click so easily because I'm able to to understand them and it's like I'm so judgment free because I myself am like free from other people's judgment so I don't judge others I don't know like like I say like it's I mean it's this is bigger than even just an artist image this is just how I am as a person it's just like you you just free yourself from the chains of what people think of you and that's what's really going to attract people to you like you know no one cares what you own no one cares how much money you make no one cares who you know no one it's like it's about you at the end of the day and I feel like that's just how I see it. like that's my perspective on life and so it makes me more relatable as an artist because people people don't want to talk to someone who's like really cocky or egotistical or acts like they're on this um like there's tears to a human being it's just you're a good person or you're a bad person was it hard for you to go online and be like you know what i'm tired i'm gonna show them how i really am because i feel like especially when you're dealing with online i feel like a lot of hate can come from it from the start of your you know when you launched your album you know there was a lot of support but there was also a lot of hate you know what i mean oh yeah <laughs> and i feel like hate especially when you're getting into the industry when you're really entering something that you love can sometimes you know set people back because they get it gets into their head super quick. How is it for you to deal with hate, especially on social media? Because you stay la sigue, and you guys, you guys know that you've blown up over the past year on TikTok. Mm. I feel like TikTok, you know, for a lot of people has been such an amazing platform. And I feel like for you, it's helped you so much as an artist, as a person. But, you know, there's also been so much people in the comments, you know, attacking you for any little thing that you've done. How has it been you as a person <laughs> to deal with all that hate? Um, it's like, at first I was real sensitive to the hate cause I was like a little girl, you know, it's like, and, and when you have so much love from your, your peers and your family and whatever, and then you go onto the internet and it's like so many hate comments are just like, what? Like I thought I was good or I thought whatever. So I used to be real sensitive at first. I used to actually cry when I would read hate comments. I was like when I was like 14, 15, but then I started to grow confidence. Cause it's like, if you don't think that you're good or like you're the best, like if you don't believe in yourself, you're not ever going to like make it like there's. You know, so you have to believe in yourself first and other people. You have to have that confidence within yourself. So um, I started, like, to just not care. You just can't care because these people don't know how many hard, like, and, and long days and nights that you have to, of work that you have to put in to, to get everything accomplished. And 
all the ideas all the money behind everything like they don't they don't see that and they don't understand that so it's like one comment or a few words of someone's day that they're gonna forget about it later on in that day shouldn't affect you you should forget about it as well because it's not gonna affect that person they're gonna forget about it so don't don't let it ruin your visions and 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 what you truly believe in so like i don't know like i just don't care about hate comments anymore they'll literally come at you for anything they get mad at me for how i do my lip combo they get mad at me for like literally how i say stuff like and at this point i'm just like I just don't even care anymore. And and a lot of the, my hate first came from like people like, oh, you're a fake chola, fake chicana, whatever, whatever. That was a big thing for a very long time. And I remember I would get clowned like on TikTok, like especially if people liked me, like other people would be telling them stuff because in high school, I was like really emo. And I still am like on the inside. And I always say I'm a rockera on the inside. But like um, I had like, you know, the big old boots and like my hair was dyed. It still is. And like I used to wear, you know, these big old chains and like pants whatever so that's how people remember me from high school but i still i grew up heavily with the chicano culture that it doesn't strip me from like who i am you know just dressing how i feel it doesn't strip me from my culture at all so whenever i started to kind of get more involved um with my culture in terms of the style people got really mad and like i said i just got so much hate for it and i hate it because it is like they have like a it's a what is it called perspective like a perception of you like they from have high a, school yeah and then they have a perception too of like what a chicana or ch chola should be because i'm not a chola first of all i never said i was and they and they they confuse the two like they confuse both of those things and so that's why people were getting mad because they're like oh you don't bang and you don't do this and i was like well duh when did i ever say that i do that i never said that so um that's what was like my biggest thing at first and everything else that I get hated on my personality, I really don't care because I like myself the way that I am. So those comments don't affect me. It's just like the, I guess, like rumors or people trying to start stuff that there, it doesn't even exist. You know what I mean? Um, but like I said, at first it, it used to kind of get to me, but now I just don't care. And I remember I had a combo with you back in February last year during the album release party because I was getting a lot of hate during that live stream. Oh, you were yeah, getting a lot of hate. The comments. It was just crazy, you guys. For a moment, even I was kind of like, fuck. It was about you, but then they were like turning it about me, about my weight, about this, about that. And then yeah, they were like they were going judging crazy. you. Everybody was going crazy in the comments. And I remember, you know, after finishing the live, I remember having a combo with you like, oh, you know what people are gonna hate regardless you know there's times where i feel like people online see someone doing amazing seeing someone doing great stuff mm -hmm. and sometimes it's jealousy if we're being 100 honest like these people wish they can be in the spot that you're in and they think you're lucky they think that you know yeah you got you know people pay this much money to put you where you are and it's not about luck it's not about you know who paid the most money it's about you know the hard work you've put in because even prior to you you know signing with mc magic you've been putting in the work you know you've been writing like you've said your own music your own songs you know and it's crazy because a lot of the time what us people online forget is that any hate we get any you know controversy we go through or anything that people throw at us it speaks more about them than it does about us mientras que tú sepas quién eres como persona como artista that's mm. all that should matter you know and i feel like at the end of the day it's it's easier said than done but like que te valga. you know you touched something super important right now about you know a lot of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes in the industry how has it been for you you know for like your hardships and struggles being a female in the industry you're in um to be honest i wouldn't even 
Well, how can I wear this? <laughs> I wouldn't really say a lot of the struggles, I guess, come from, like, being a girl, even though that is, like, a big thing in the music industry because, you know, like, there's over-sexualization and, like, you know, predatory people, whatever. But that hasn't really been my problem because I have a really good team that they, like, they protect me. It's, like, they're all, like, my deals or something like that. It's, like, I feel like I have, like, five dads. Um, <laughs> but I would say, like, one of the biggest things that's, like, I guess is that's a struggle is just being Chicana. Like, because... Our culture is so strong that sometimes people feel like you can't be anything else. That if you dress this way, you're instantly not Chicana. If you talk this way, you're instantly not Chicana. If you do your makeup, this you're in, and it's like they don't understand that it's in your blood. Like you can't change that no matter what. And I feel like that's like one of the biggest struggles that people forget that human beings are not one, like one dimensional. Uh, beings like we are everything and we're everything around us like we're products of our environment so it's like you cannot just like only one thing or be only one way and that's like I feel like been one of my biggest biggest issues so it's like like I don't know some some people think that I just can't do anything else and that kind of like irks me and it's really frustrating because they put you in a box before they can even see your potential they don't even let you they don't even let you try like, they literally don't even let you try. And so it's like, how can you prove yourself? You, they don't even let you prove yourself. You know what I mean? And then whenever you do try new things, you're like, oh, well, that's not for you. You need to stick to this or you need to be like this. You know, like, they just, they think they, like, know everything. You know what I mean? And so I would definitely say, like, the biggest struggle with me, like, musically has been that. And also because I always say there has not been a single artist, like, in all of history, a Chicana artist that has made it mainstream. And I'm talking about, like, Lady Gaga, Britney spears type level like that has never happened like ever 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 and i know a lot of people would use selena as an example but she was more of a tejana than like a chicana you know what i mean and even then she got a lot of her fame uh, after she died and so that sucks because she didn't get to to get to live it through you know what i mean to see like all the all the fans and all the love that they have for her and like our culture now and but even then it was it was just different because uh she wasn't really chicana she didn't rep that culture you know what i mean and people to this day they still have a stigma that like Chicanos is like cholos and like gang banging and it's like ghetto and so it's kind of hard to like I don't want to say break out of that image but it's hard to break out of the negative things that that come with having that image I I could complain about that all I want but I'm gonna just keep working on on proving to people that I that I that we're not just that like that we are not just that because people have talked about this over and over and over and over about the being Chicano in the music industry but like I haven't really seen anybody change it I just want to I just want to change it so I could just not be a conversation anymore and like just prove and and hopefully open up doors for other Chicano artists that want to do different things so that they don't have to, you know, keep rapping over oldies beats or whatever. Like they could do more than that. They could be anything that they want to be and that their culture shouldn't keep them grounded or make them feel like they're stuck with something that's not completely them. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. 
that's very important that you mentioned that because I feel like a lot of like the Chicano culture, I feel like it, it's not mainstream, you know what I mean? You know, like you mentioned, there's other artists that are of Latin de descent and everything that have gotten mainstream, but it's the culture that you're repping. It's the, you know, the people that you're singing to like that don't get that same mainstream spot. Why do you think it hasn't become a mainstream genre i personally feel like because the chicano culture is first of all it's it is really small compared to a bunch of other cultures because sometimes even our own people don't claim us like mexicans like you have mexican mexicans like mexicans that come from mexico you know they weren't born here they don't like us you know but we are a part of them so it's like even if our own people kind of divide us it's like how can we expect others to accept us and so there's already that okay there's a lot of division and we're already like a minority and two the culture is just so specific to the culture that when we're rapping about or when they're rapping about um the way that we dress the way we talk the everything about the culture other people cannot relate to it because it is so deeply embedded in us and it's just like so specifically ours that it's very hard for other people to relate to it and that's why I feel like it hasn't gone mainstream. Just because, like I said, it's so, it's so, there's so much culture involved, you know? Other people just can't relate to it because that's not everybody's culture. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with representing your culture. Matter of fact, I think it's like one of the most important things ever. And that's, that's been one of my biggest things ever since I started making music is to make sure that I represent my culture because I don't want to forget about it and I never claim it and, and whatnot. Even like listening to you and hearing you, I feel like I'm like, seen so much shit in so many different perspectives because you see a lot of like you know the mainstream artists like the carol g's the you know the really big mainstream artists and you really if you really te pones up inside their lyrics their lyrics are very general lyrics like mm. everyone parties everyone drinks yeah everyone, like their lyrics talks about things that can appeal Everybody. to such a big audience as yeah. opposed to like your chicano genre it's more appealing on a personal level you guys talk about you know what you guys are going through not necessarily what everyone goes through yeah. and i feel like it's really important you know like like you said like you're gonna do more than just have a conversation you want to work your ass off to be able to you know prove the people wrong that you know your cultura your genre can be on that same mainstream level not only that but like it's never been cool to be chicano first of all that's one of the biggest things that i feel like too because it's like every other culture um Everyone wants to be that. Everyone wants to be something else. But Chicano culture has always been like, no, we're ghetto. Or nobody that that's not cool. That 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 Chicano rap is whack. Or whenever a Chicano rapper, um, even I just did it right now, but for the sake of the example, like a rapper that happens to be Chicano, and when he starts rapping, he automatically they call it Chicano rap because just because of who he is, and not that I want the term Chicano rap to be negative, but I'm just saying, like, look at how they automatically do that, how they won't just be like, oh, he's a rapper. It's like, oh, he's a Chicano rapper. He does Chicano rap. And it's not just like, he's he's a talented rapper. This is like no, no shade at all or anything, but you see there's like most rappers, obviously nowadays they're black. And a lot of people love the black culture, which is amazing that they were able, they, they were able to do that and have so much influence um, in the music industry and, you know, um, in mainstream media and whatnot but like I said you have a lot of little kids that that they want to be like that and they think it's cool and like I said there's nothing wrong with it but the difference is that their culture is glamorized and ours is looked down upon and it's always been like that no matter what anybody says no matter what anybody like 
whatever anyone thinks or wants to say like that's the proof look at how these kids are nowadays like you could see that they are heavily influenced by you know the mainstream hip-hop culture and that's mostly black artists and and that's really good for them but that's i'm proving the point that i'm trying to prove is that when chicanos do something similar like the same thing it's like all of a sudden it's it's ghetto or it's like whack or it's scandalous or whatever they want to say tell me like how many little kids like this is just a real example how many little kids want to be like tupac and then how many kids want to be like one of the most known um rappers in the chicano genre is like little rob you know what i mean like let's just do a comparison and let's be real it's it's a huge difference you know what i mean and little rob has had a huge impact on the chicano culture but that's it and there's no way to break out of that to like um to go to the mainstream because like i said people are they they just like they just look down on us and like I said, no matter what anybody wants to say and no matter how much the media tries to taint the image of the hip hop culture and whatnot, the influence still stands. The influence still stands no matter what people think, you know? And that's the point that I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, the media is going to try to make them look bad, like old oh, gangsters and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, their influence is ridiculous. Like, it's up there. My next question, Gatatengo, you know, you brought him up, Rob. You know, it's crazy because you've done collabs with MC Magic, you know, Bella the Rapper, and you did such an amazing song with him you know that I belong to you which I feel like has become such an iconic song I feel like when <laughs> it came out like I love the video I love everything and a lot of people don't know your mom's in the video oh, yeah, you know mom. your mom is basically <laughs> his wife his in the wife video. how is it like to you know collab on a song with such an iconic person in you know the Chicano genre I was shocked like I was real shocked that he um agreed to the feature because before like actually meeting Rob Magic had told me like he's like rob doesn't collab with anybody like he doesn't collab with anybody so we weren't i didn't think he was gonna say yes and then when he said yes i was like what like that's that's ridiculous but it's cool at the same time i was like that's crazy and i didn't um actually get to work in the studio with rob because he sent back his verses but then after the song was like completed and then we met at the music video shooting and all that stuff and the album release party um you know me and rob have actually grown close and like it's it's so cute because like every time i see him he calls me like his little homegirl and that's why i say like my home team my whole team just feels like i have a bunch of theos you know um and so it's just like it's crazy like that i grew up listening to these people and now they're just like my friends like yeah. <laughs> like my best friends and uh i don't know it is it's really like it's really really crazy like even to this day i'm just like like it's just funny and i remember one thing that i remember too like when rob told me at the album release party he was like just be careful what you wish for ain't like that you know how he talks and um i was like what is he talking about because it was before i even had like any i guess type of clout or whatever and, and i mean i guess now i kind of understand him a little bit but i still i still love what i do but yeah like just how we were talking about like you know like with the online stuff and everything it comes with it comes with the price, you yeah. know, just like everything does. And I feel like that's so crazy because even when I filmed with MC Magic, you guys, he performed Aquí en mi sala, mm -hmm. like literally right here where you're at. With this talk about and <laughs> it was such a surreal moment for me because I grew up listening to his music. Also, Lil Rob, when I saw him perform, uh -huh. literally like, literally aquí at the distancia when you guys performed at your album release party, it was such like a, you know, a little like a dream come true as a child you know you listen yeah. to this music and for you obviously it must have felt even greater because like you weren't just seeing your favorite people perform you were 
actually working with them. Oh, yeah. And I it's feel like, like that surreal. must have felt great. Yeah. It's a very surreal feeling. I actually have a, a funny little story or cool story. The day that we did my album release party, uh, Little Rob was, you know, scheduled to perform. And I had wanted, my favorite Little Rob song is Linda Mujer. Uh-huh. And so I wanted him to perform that. And it turns out that he had, be- prior to that day, he had never performed that live, like ever. So I guess they were like trying to surprise me and Magic had asked Rob if he could perform that. He was like, no. And then <laughs> and then when uh, Magic had told him, like Jay requested it though, then he was like, okay, like I'll, I'll do it for Jay. So he that was the first time he performed Linda Mujer, but it's crazy because the story behind Linda Mujer is that he wrote that song for his grandma, I believe, yes, his grandma that passed away. And he was trying to write the song about her, but he told me that it was too hard for him, so he ended up turning Lina Mujer into a love song. And the reason why that's super crazy, literally, I was so shocked when I found out because that's exactly what happened with the song I Belong to You. It was that song was supposed to be about my tata and his life and everything, but it was so hard to write about it and I would just like break down too much so that we just ended up turning it into a love song and little Rob happened to be the feature on that so I just thought like that's like a ridiculous like it's just like coincidence weird coincidence like it's real like kind of scary almost but so that's when he performed Linda Mujer that day I started crying because I was like like I just felt so connected to him after that you know it was like a whole full circle you know Mm -hmm. and going back to what you mentioned in the beginning of the interview you know you used to do little concerts for 20, 30 people. And like you mentioned, those 20, 30 people were majority your family. How does it feel now to be touring, you know, and singing live to thousands and thousands of people? And let me go ahead and say something, you guys, because I know a lot of bitches back there. They'll be <laughs> like, they're not there for you. They're not there for you. Have you guys seen the videos of people yelling your name? They're there for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. How does that feel? Honestly, it feels, it's really crazy because like I said, I've never been afraid to perform either. I've never gotten nervous and nothing like that. Uh, So that's when I do these big shows. One time, I think our biggest show was like, 20 no i don't know if it was twenty thousand people it was a something grand like a few like ten a, grand yeah, yeah. i don't i don't remember how big our biggest show was but it was huge and and I'm ne- i never get nervous uh so like i would say i was pretty prepared for tour but it is like such a huge difference from these like little tiny venues that i used to be doing because i'm telling you a majority of the people in there would be my family and they've always supported me and so now having people that they literally like cry when they meet me and they scream out my lyrics and and all this stuff is like what the heck like that's so ridiculously crazy but in a good way you know like i'll go to the front of the crowd and like the 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 front row of people like they'll stick out their hands like so i could like grab their hands and and all that and it's just like i don't know a surreal moment it is very surreal like i feel like every time i perform i come out of my body and i'm just like like what the heck like you get in the zone yeah it's just it's really it's really crazy and and performing is like a very intimate thing for me you know i'm very 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 passionate about what i do it's just crazy it's it's really just the best word is surreal they really do ride or die for you you know so it's so crazy and it's so amazing seeing you grow into this artist that i feel like you always wanted to be i would have to say my fan base too like i mean and i even tell them i don't really like to call them fans because they're like my little friends like my best friends they are crazy 
in the best way possible. It's kind of like I feel like it's like a it's a very cult like fan base. Haven't been consistently even releasing projects, videos, nothing, and they still like they go so hard for me, and I just appreciate them for that so much, you know. And I'm always talking to them. I'm always talking to them on Snap, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, on everything that I'm always make sure like to be a constant in their lives because I know that some of them they they just need that. And two, I I don't have any friends, so like <laughs> so like they're my friends, you know. Like I'll go on live, and it's like I say it's like a group Facetime. Uh, I just like to like I said, I just I just say what is real will prosper, and so I, I just be that for them. And I'm just very transparent with them. I always just. I tell them everything I tell them exactly how it is and like I said I just I couldn't appreciate them anymore and, and my my fans like or my supporters that are real die hard like they know me like the back of their hand and I've had a few like fans that I've met in person that they bring me like hyper specific gifts they write me cards with so many inside jokes like you know and so I just it's just it's crazy that that many people love me <laughs> all right you guys so ya después de tanto chisme como que ya ya we gotta you know go into something a little bit more divertido and Usually, I know you guys are waiting for the wheel of pendejadas, pero esta vez, you guys, tenemos a una invitada especial, tenemos un artista. Aquí tenemos, and I literally came up with this right now. I was like, you know what? I want to get Jay singing live. I've heard her singing live before, but quiero que ustedes la escuchen sin música, just with her raw voice. Jay is a multi-talented genre singing artist. Hoy les quiero enseñar un poquito de eso, you guys. So, I'm going to give her three kind of genres or just kind of three different como se dice three different types of singing whether it's like me singing rapping and then we'll do punk are you ready i'm always ready <sighs> okay we're gonna do a singing genre okay so this is my number one song that everybody loves it and it's called princesa so it goes like this <clears throat> Yo soy tu princesa, tú eres mi loco, y por eso yo te entrego mi amor. Yo soy tu princesa, tú eres mi loco, y por eso yo te entrego el corazón. Period. That was good, you guys. Her, your voice is so powerful. Like I even got look. <laughs> you can see my little hairs like. Thank so you. the next genre, a little rap song. Okay, so I'm not really a rapper, but I did rap in one of my songs, Two Chicanas. So let me see. So. Jenny69 actually did a little cameo because she's in the verse too, so it goes, Jenny pulls up with the rooftop missing. Haters in my comments, baby, why you tripping? Homie, I'm a vegan, I don't fuck with chickens. You can say it to my face, but I still won't listen. A mí no me importa lo que pienses de mí. Dicen que no quieren que yo gane, pero no se olvidan de mí. See, I've been sleeping, but y'all woke the giant. I know half your whack rappers in your bars be lying. Yeah, I said what I said in nine taking it back because we're going to the top and we ain't never coming back <laughs> you guys let's go un poquito de todo. like just that change from like that first song to this one ahora les voy a cambiar un poquito más the next genre give us a punk okay this is unreleased it's called once upon a time so it goes like I left my love at the altar He said, come back to me I stuck a knife in his heart And then I watched him bleed Once upon a time You were a fantasy But I 
I'ma end this fairy tale. No more you and me. Period. You guys, it sounds better with soon. all the guitars. No, but <laughs> I feel like it sounds good too here. And I feel like you know what's crazy? Aunque no haya music, every single song que cantas ahorita, you can tell the genre it is. Like just by your voice, just by you know the different. Because for every little you know piece que nos dices era. Como si era una persona diferente. And I feel like that's what people love about you, that you're right. able to give them something different with every song. Mm. You know, and you don't see that a lot because I feel like a lot of artists se quedan con el mismo genre and they ride with it until like se gastan and it's mm. crazy that you're able to do more than just one. All right, you guys. So ya que lo escucharon un poquito cantar, I'm sure you guys got a lot of chills también como yo, but we are approaching the end of today's episode. Y antes de que nos vayamos, you guys, I want to turn it over to Jay para que ella nos diga what is next for J-Rocks. I just want to let you guys know that I'm actually on tour right now. This weekend, I'm going to be in Texas twice, and I'm also going to be in San Diego, and I have a bunch of other upcoming shows. Um, for this tour, you can buy the tickets at mcmagicconcerts.com. You'll find all the locations there. It'll have all the information. I'm also working on my Roquera EP, so for all my Roqueras out there, it's going to be a little bit different from the stuff that I have out right now. I'm also working on a brand new merch drop because I haven't dropped merch in a while, so I'm going to work I'm working on a brand new merch shop, new designs and, and all that stuff. That's at jrocks.com. My Instagram is antisocial extrovert. My TikTok is jrocks. It is J-A-Y-R-O-Triple-X. Uh, three X's, don't forget. And then that's the same as all my, it's the same as all my other social medias. My Twitter is J-Rock. And continue fucking streaming the Princesa album. Yeah, stream the Princesa album and you'll get prettier, trust me. So with that being said, you guys, make sure you guys head over and follow J-Rocks on all her social medias, which I'll leave below. And that will also appear right here on the screen para que ustedes vayan y corran a seguirla. Y también no se les olvide to follow me on all of my social medias so you guys won't miss any future episodes. And with that being said, you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode as much as i enjoyed it thank you so much for being here with us today and opening up <laughs> and sharing so much about who you are as a person and we'll see you guys in the next episode bye guys